Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Uh, my name is Charles Lauchs, and I'm your host. We have a oh, we are live again for the second day, and uh, really excited to be able to uh, bring our guest on today and talk about all the cool stuff that she has going on. Uh, this is I would like to introduce to you uh, Miss Jennifer Wigan, who is uh, the owner of Buckhead Strings and outside of Atlanta area here. And also she recently founded a new company uh, that I think a lot of you will find really interesting. And that is uh, called the Kid Strings Box. And uh, welcome Jennifer to the show. Hey there, Charles. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so just tell us a, a little bit about, you know, yourself and your background, because, you know, uh, obviously you're a string teacher and, um, you know, we, we have a lot of orchestra folks on here, but uh, it, I think it's also important for us to um, to stay in touch with and recognize and um you know, promote our private teachers and our um, our elementary teachers, private teachers, because they do so much for the profession, and it's so important that uh, all the work that they do. So, just tell us a little bit about your background, and you know, uh, all the great things you're doing. Sure. Well, um, I am a really good example of someone who has a very non traditional track. Um, as with probably most of your listeners, though, once it gets in your blood. It never leaves, and I'm a perfect example of that. I grew up in Texas, born and raised, and was very, very lucky to have two of the very best string teachers in my upbringing. I'm a violist from the beginning. (laughs) I'm very proud of that. Not a convert. (laughs) (laughs) Not a convert. No, I am violist through and through. And I was in that Texas tradition, as probably your Texas listeners are very well aware, it is a very strong, very well-supported arts scene and also music education scene. Um, So I had two wonderful teachers, and that inspired me to go into, um, to be a music major. So I went on to go to Texas Christian University, and I started out, first two years I was an education major. And so I learned, you know, all the basics until I started doing a little bit of visits. And I thought at the time, you know, when you're 19 and 20 years old, (laughs) you start to think, is this really what you want to do? Um, And I said, you know what, at this point in my life, I don't think that's what I want to do. So I actually switched to performance. Uh, So I got my performance degree from TCU. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I graduated, like many people when you're 22, 23. (laughs) Right. So I thought, well, what's the perfect thing to do? Go and get a graduate degree. There you go. Uh, 
So I applied to Indiana University. And when you apply to a place like Indiana University and you get in, you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I did. Uh, awesome. It's a wonderful university. I got my uh, viola performance almost degree, which is another whole story in itself. Um, but it kind of was the worst place for me in the world. It's a wonderful school, wonderful education, but I, I it was not the place for me. And once I kind of got through that situation, I thought, you know, maybe I don't want to go be in an orchestra. You know, mm-hmm. it's so competitive. You know, the, the state of the orchestras, you know, right now are just so crazy and it continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does a person do when they go to Indiana and they're 22 or 23? They pick up everything and they move to Los Angeles. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So my best friend at the time was in Los Angeles, and I literally just said, oh, well, why not? Uh, maybe I'll be a session musician. Maybe I'll, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but mm-hmm. kind of hit that point where I was like, you know, I just need to leave music for a little while, or at least leave leave being the orchestral musician thing for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a blast in L.A. and found a friend who said, you know, you should think about getting a business degree. And as kind of you can tell the pattern of my life, I just kind of fall into things and think, well, I'll try that. So um, got a business master's. I got an MBA from the University of Southern California at Concentration in Marketing. And I was diversity. I was that, you know, I was a music major going in to get a business degree. So I wasn't like anyone else. Yeah. And during that time, I kind of thought I wanted to be a brand marketer. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the crafts and the Nestle's of the world and, and market cheese. And that didn't last very long. <laughs> so I uh, met my uh, then husband at the time, moved to Miami. And as luck would have it, uh, the New World Symphony is down there. Oh, okay. And yeah. I had heard a little bit about it. They had a marketing manager position open. So my husband at the time had gotten a a job in Miami. So this position came open. I applied Mm -hmm. for it. And that literally kind of led me back into going back into music. And from the different perspective of being an arts marketer. So I was, you know, getting people to subscribe to the symphony and to come and and be a member and to, you know, sell concerts. Pay money. Yeah, yes, exactly. Give their money, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> pay money, right. So I wasn't a musician, but that was really kind of where I re-fell in love with what I initially was drawn to music in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with their mission. I fell in love with, you know, I don't know if you know much about the New World Symphony, but it Michael Tessentanis has built this amazing uh, um I don't even know what to call it. It's just a, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And I know so, it, suppro- it supports kind of up and coming musicians, you know. And yeah, they kind of call it like the nurtures them. Yeah, it's like the minor leagues for yeah, musicians, sure, like sure. kind of where you go before you get into the orchestra. Or you go on along your right. way. Um, so I did arts marketing for the next dozen years or so, and you know I worked for the opera, I worked for the children's museum here in Atlanta, uh, I worked for Galloway, uh, a um, uh, private school here. Oh, in okay. And kind of did just a little bit of arts and education for for a number of years doing uh, marketing communications. I even worked, I headed up the marketing marketing department for, Uh I went back to USC and worked at Thornton School. So here I am sitting in a room with Midori talking about how to further her strings program. And it was just like a whole 
coming together moment. Like, how did I get in this room? Yeah. That's really <laughs> um, cool. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I did that for a little while. And then as life happens, um, kind of my personal life kind of changed a little bit sure. and fell upon where, you know, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. And at the time, my daughter was in fourth grade. Okay. And she, here in Buckhead, I, I don't know if, you know, it's probably the state of, of um, education here in the country. Um, elementary strings education is kind of, at least here in Atlanta, it's kind of not around so much. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the school district. It depends on so many other factors. Right. And my daughter wanted to learn how to play violin. So uh, the the program in the in our elementary school disappeared. They decided mm-hmm. to, the year that she wanted to start it was the year that, that they took it out. Yeah. The principals got together and decided. So that's where I came up with my first entrepreneurial idea of, well, maybe I can come up with an after school program mm-hmm. uh, for kids to go to. You know, if you, if you have kids in elementary school, there's all kinds of offerings, yo- uh, yoga, art, um, science, all kinds of stuff. So I thought, why can't they learn how to play an instrument if they don't have it in the school during the school day? Yeah. Why not learn it after school? It's an enrichment. You know, they go for an hour in a week and, you know, they learn how to play their instrument. And it was really at that point, I kind of decided that my niche really is the beginner. Um, I think that was a place that works really well for me, that age, you know, the older elementary school. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I first fell in love. I started in fifth grade. And I wanted to bring that sort of an experience to, to kids in my neighborhood. So Buckhead Strings was born. So I started to have higher teachers and I spread to four or five different schools in the Atlanta area. Great. And then the pandemic happened. <laughs> that always happens. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Every 100 years, of course, it has to happen now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, it ended up being a you know, happy mistake. Uh, so, uh, you know, we all kind of went underground and, you know, thankfully most of my students, my, I have, by now I'd have gotten a private studio. I've got a full private studio. And by then all of them have kind of been able to move over to online and, and that's worked yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Then one of my schools, uh, I know this is a really long story, but I promise no, it's great. coming back around. Uh, then one of my schools who I'd actually hired a teacher for, um, was a charter school. And two days before she was supposed to start, she quit. Well, never even started. Yep. So they said, well, we've got this strings program that we're trying to launch. Uh, I contracted with the school and they said, we don't have a teacher now. Would you like to teach? <laughs> there you go. So I said, well, I guess, I guess since I've, you know, sold this to you, I guess I need to teach. So there I am three yep. or four years ago, I started the strings program at this Atlanta classical chartered Atlanta classical school. And I've been there four years. I have, um, an after-school program. Mm-hmm. I have three different levels of that, beginner, second year, third year. And then I also teach elective classes from seventh grade all the way up to all the way through seniors. Wow. And uh, so that's the other half. That's not even talking about kids' strings yet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Just to give you an idea of kind of where I came from. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so the, um, you're still teaching uh, that program right now. Yeah. And then how often do you have uh, the students after school? Like, is it every day or is it different? Uh, is it a, a couple days a week per different level or how does that work exactly? I wish. Uh, the after <laughs> program I have once a week okay. for one hour a day. Um, and then the elective kids, I do have them four days a week Great. for 50 minutes. 
So that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of it's a small school, they just started five or six years ago. So they're really trying to build a program. Build so my yeah. numbers are really small right sure. now. Yeah. Um, but we expect it to grow. It's been growing every year until the pandemic happened. Right. Uh, but we expect to pick right back up in the fall and really continue to build the program. Well, that's great. That sounds awesome. So your uh, newest endeavor is uh, this really cool idea. And, uh, you know, I've seen uh, this subscription box type thing. Um, like I had mentioned a little bit yesterday, my wife subscribes to this Fab Fit Fun box. And it's uh, every month she gets a blanket or I, it's all this stuff that creams and lotions and potions, whatever it might be. And little trinkets and whatever, and you can pick what you want and uh, she gets it. And, and it's just like probably the happiest day of the month when <laughs> she gets the box and all that stuff is in there. Right. So, um, uh, and there's a lot of these subscription type things with food. And, and so your idea was tell us. <laughs> well, It's funny. Uh, I had really no other than I'd heard about um, what had I heard about? I think Ipsy, and a couple of the others, but it's just, I had not been in my world. And it actually, I have a good friend of mine that I went to business school with who, uh, she started a box for cancer subscribers and she was telling mm-hmm. me about it. She's a four time cancer subscriber. And so she was telling about, she had had this idea for when you're going through chemo, um, you know, all those things, those items that you need. And it's also sort of like love and self-care. And right, of course. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me about it. And then the light bulb went on over my head. And I thought, <laughs> wait a minute, hold up. So I went and sort of did a little bit of research and thought, you know, I wonder if there's anything out there for kids who play instruments. You know, forget strings, any sort of instrument, right. whatever. So I did a little research. And I thought, you know, surely somebody's already thought of this. Surely, uh, and I literally, there was nothing. And literally at that very moment, it was almost like lightning struck. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, and you found that thing. And so I thought, okay, well, there's now going to be a box for kids who play string instruments. So basically, you know, the subscription model has been around forever. Right. You know, orchestras have been doing this forever. You buy Netflix, sure. you know, subscription every month. So I had never really heard about the subscription market before that, but it is a huge industry. So Mm -hmm. I've come to learn. So basically, my original idea was just it was around Christmas time. And I thought, gosh, this would be an awesome gift if I could have this box full of stuff that those kids need, whether it be fun stuff or whether it be educational stuff. Mm -hmm. What would that look like? So I was in a big hurry to get it out before Christmas time. Yeah. And, um, so really kind of developing what that was going to look like. So what it's kind of ended up as is every month they get a box and the theme, there's the theme for each month. Okay. So for the first box, it was around Christmas time. So I decided let's do the music of the Nutcracker, cool. which lends itself perfectly. So you've got ornaments, you've got a t-shirt, you've got the music and how many different movements of the Nutcracker that right. everybody knows. Yeah, sure. Um, what else did I have in there? I had a, the Nutcracker book where they could learn about the story. Okay. Um, and then, you know, a little booklet of games to do and, and puzzles and things like that. The other part of that is that I wanted to find something to kind of fill the gap. You know, teachers are busy. And they've, you know, generally only got a small period of time with students, whether it be on a weekly basis, a daily basis. Um, They're strapped for time. They're strapped for being able to convey information and teaching. 
you know, it really ends up being where you're teaching performance, you're teaching technique and this and that, but there's no real time to talk about, well, what was Beethoven doing when he composed Beethoven's Fifth? You yeah, know, yeah. where was he in his life and, and how did Beethoven's Fifth come to be and all that? So along with this idea, I thought, well, why don't I kind of, for the Nutcracker, I talk about, well, how did it come to be? Who is Tchaikovsky? Who is this guy? Um so I included a lot of educational things in there to sort of bring a 360-degree view mm -hmm. of, you know, you're not just playing this piece of music, but there's history behind it, and there's there's all kinds of interesting, fun facts. Yeah. So that grew into January's box was um, Mozart and Ina Kleina. Cool. Uh, I'm actually wearing, if you could see it, I'm oh, wearing a the cool, shirt. Uh, super cute box. shirt with a little stick figure. Type. Because it was all Those about are the great. Now, did you make the, that design yourself or did you have someone? Yes, I did. It? Well, actually, this design, I found it. Um, it's actually a Dutch woman okay. who has this design and I got her permission to put it on the Fantastic. It's it's a cool, it's really cool. Uh, I wish everybody Thank could you. see it, but uh, you'll have to check it out yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's amazing. So, yeah, so it's just every month it gets better and better. Um, so along the box, like I, I've got here, I've got Mozart. We also had a little bust. Okay. Uh, I put Magic Rosin, um, Pinky Holds, Rock Stops. So it's really trying to kind of give kids an idea that they, they are part of a larger community. Yeah. It's not just, you know, them in their home playing their instrument. They yeah. really do. My goal is to make them feel surrounded and supported no matter what instrument they play. Sure. And then so you're doing boxes for uh, all four string instruments or violin, viola, cello or bass two? Absolutely bass two. All right. Um, and my favorite part about it, especially as a violist, I can say this. Um, <laughs> you know, when you think of Ina Kleina and you think of Vivaldi's Four Seasons, who is it that gets the melody? It's the violins. Right, sure. All the time. So I arrange these personally so that each instrument is able to play the melody that everybody knows. Perfect. So yes, string bass, there's a Nina Kleina arrangement for string bass. And I think of all the <laughs> instruments that need that, they are the ones. Yeah. Yes. They're getting all the repetitive, you know, bass, you know, root notes or root five kind of thing. And so now they're able to feel like a little bit more love. I think it's great. Exactly. And you know, when you think about, you know, you're starting out again, my niche is, is the younger, you know, the beginners. What is it that motivates you to want to play? You want to play the stuff that everybody knows, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's great to play the, you know, uh, twinkle, twinkle, but you know, to get to play the star Wars theme, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so along with that, I also um, have it at three levels. So it's arranged specifically for um, knowing in each level. So for example, the first level, I make sure that it's in D major or a G major so that you don't have to worry. So, you know, you, mm -hmm. you talk about the high second finger, or low second finger. And along with each level, then I include a little scale and technique exercise that they can do. So if it's in the key of D, then I have written out the scale key of D. There's a low high second finger exercise for the violins and violas. There's extension exercises. So cool. it yeah. follows them along. So maybe if they're a beginner, they can do the first level and maybe try the next level. Or if they're maybe developing or more intermediate, you know, maybe third or fourth year, they can try the harder stuff. So there's always something for them to move on to. That's and, awesome. Um, and, you know, maybe it's a challenge, more challenging arrangement of the Star Wars theme or um, whatever. So, yeah. Wow. So, um, I mean, you, you're sounds like you're kind of catering to the beginning level right now or the younger, younger kids. But I don't know if, you know, high school kids are going to like the box the same way as a little kid. So this is perfect 
but we know yeah, we want to motivate yeah. them, you know, and, and like you said, it's, it's all about, it's all about just keeping them interested and making them feel special. And, you know, um, if, if they are on their own right now, uh, giving them that extra boost, you know. Absolutely. And it's funny. Um, I've, some of the orders that I've gotten, you know, they get to put their t-shirt size in. And if I'm catering to, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, I get a lot of adult larges. <laughs> and I started to realize, I think there are some secret adult beginners who have, there's nothing else out there for them. And uh-huh. they've fallen upon this box. I'm like, I want to learn the Star Wars theme. So I have a few adult subscribers. That's so cool. I mean, why not? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm starting to kind of look into, well, should this be a separate box? Should this be, should I kind of change my offerings a little bit? You know, who's to say no? I mean, who doesn't want to learn these things? Yeah, you better get that uh, adultstringsbox.com, you know. But that might, that I don't know, that might not be bad. Yeah, that might be bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> there, I could have all kinds of fun. That could be far more, you know, you get into the fun, you know, viola jokes and all kinds of stuff. I could right. have such a blast with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so you're, it's a subscription model and, uh, they can sign up for a month at a time or a six, uh, how, how, how do the subscriptions work exactly? So basically it's, um, you can just commit to going to renewing every month. So you go in, you say for one month, um, you buy and it's, it, there's a, there's a whole pattern in terms of, you know, you can only, there's a certain period where you can order mm-hmm. and then we send out once a month. Sure. So they order one box, they try it out and then the renewal date comes along. They can either renew for the next month mm-hmm. or they can commit at the first for three months, six months or 12 months. The price per month goes down. Sure. Yeah. So good. they still pay on a monthly basis, but they're committed to that time period. Okay. And then we, you know, we price it in, in such a way that the more, the longer you subscribe, the better, the better deal it is. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I love the ideas. Um, you know, you are such a creative teacher and uh, just to be able to come up with that stuff every month, I, I would be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> but uh, in all that, yeah, you know, you I have mean, you have a, a good sense of the games and, you know, what kids want. And I think that's 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 what it takes to make this thing successful. Well, I mean, I teach kids every day. I mean, I, my sure. sweet spot is, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, And I start to think like a nine year old, you know, most you of go. the time. Yeah. So I brought in some of my boxes to kind of, I do have them, my, some of my students as testers. That's very awesome. regularly. So it is very much kid tested and, and they, they don't hold back. They will tell yeah. you exactly what they think. Like, is this cool or is this not cool? <laughs> like, no. And of course I have a 16 year old daughter too. So she, she judges every t-shirt before it goes into production to make nice. sure that it is teen worthy as well. Yeah. So she's yeah. very interested and invested to make sure that this is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, got to take a lot of time to just for, you know, conceptually thinking of the ideas. And then obviously, you know, you're arranging music, you're having to buy supplies and do graphics and print shirts. And that's, it's a lot. Well, I mean, and I think it's, it, thank you. And it's, it really is a labor of love. I think if I only had two subscribers, I'd still be just happily doing it every mm-hmm. month just because mm-hmm almost like Christmas every month, you know, putting together this Christmas present. And I think also, you know, I think of myself now as an entrepreneur and, um, you know, like I said, I've got a non-traditional career track, but once I got the MBA, I really started to think, man, someday I really would like to have my own business. But often as string players are like, well, that kind of looks like either I have a private studio or, you know, maybe I, you know, go on to teachers, pay teachers and do that kind of stuff. 
but I really wanted to have something that it was my idea that I came up with and literally just came from the beginning to the end. And I am literally using every last skill that I've learned in my MBA, in my performance degree, every teacher, every arts, every job that I've had up until then. And I'm just having a blast. I mean, you have no idea what goes into putting these boxes together. It's It's, far more complicated than you would think. Yeah. I mean, pardon the pun, but you're thinking outside the box, even though you're delivering the box. So uh, I think that's, that's so cool. Um, I know you had mentioned something about uh, being able to do kind of like a promo for our listeners. Um, You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I would like to offer your listeners, if they would like to come and check out the box and try it out for any level subscription for $15 off. Okay. Um, if they go in to my website, kidstringsbox.com. And that's strings with an S, kid strings. Strings with an S, Box. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it came from Kid Strings, which is was my program that I did through okay. Bucket Strings. So mm-hmm. that's where the name came from. Uh, anyway, they go to the website, and if they enter in the coupon code orchestra. That's a tough one to remember, get, but we'll, yeah. we'll work on that. <laughs> I know, I don't know. <laughs> Great. So code orchestra and it'll just automatically take the $15 off. Yes. And then um, we ship around the 15th of every month and I will do you even one more favor. I haven't officially announced what the uh, May theme is yet, but here on your show right now, this is the live. (laughs) (laughs) I have decided to choose Saint-Saëns and Carnival of the Animals. So I will have three different ones. Mm-hmm. To have so it will be all about Carnival the Animals, Saison, um, and then so I'm excited about that. So I'm yeah. I'm putting together all that now and getting all the supplies. Wow. That's really yeah. cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. So nobody you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So when do you announce it generally on your website? Is it like the first of the <clears> month? Um, or? I, will, I will probably be announcing it sometime this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I time it based, you know, to, to sort of I've learned so much about social media and yeah. about you know, e-commerce in general and how customers and how, how your audiences want to hear things. But it's right around the time where the new renewal time is for my existing subscribers. So that gives them like, oh, great, you know, Carnival of the Animals. I want to do that one. I'll, I'll, I'll re-up for that. So okay. that's great. That's really great. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we have a few people that are listening concurrently. And uh, if you guys have questions, uh, let me I'll pull up that uh, number for you guys. And if you are interested in calling in, asking Jennifer a question, the number is 678-901-9035. Again, 678-901-9035. And it should be coming up on your screen here in just a second uh, through our live feed if it's not already there. But uh, if you have a call, please feel free to call in and you can ask Jennifer questions about uh, the program about the box. Um, uh, you know, if you have uh, maybe entrepreneurial questions about uh, your business, your private studio, uh, or ideas about starting, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, she has she has the background and the the info to be able to help you out and maybe give you some advice if uh, if she doesn't mind to do that. And uh, uh, that's it. So uh, absolutely. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is so this is so cool uh, that uh, the, the idea and um, you know the possibilities that that go into this. I mean, I'm sure you probably have. I mean, obviously, in order to 
to stay afloat, you got to keep your, you know, ideas lined up well ahead of time, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I actually have put together for all of 2021, uh, you know, 12 months lends itself very well to Baroque, mm-hmm. classical, romantic, and modern. Yep. So then I can choose composers, you know, so that I'm really even with, you know, making sure that I'm giving everybody some, some composer love. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, and I've, it, it's cool because um, I get to sort of, I'm the boss. So whatever <laughs> I want to put in the box or if I, I have this grand idea, I just decided. So for example, for May, what I've decided to add is um, in addition to how many kids do you know of that are, that are beginners that have never heard of Yo-Yo Ma, it still astounds me. Right. Um, so I make sure in every month that we hit all the heavy hitters, like the Yo-Yo Ma's and the Lindsey Sterling's yep. and the Edgar Myers, which yeah. also lends itself for instruments. You know, you get to rotate those down. Starting this month, I'm adding in sort of a rising star category. Mm-hmm. So, for example, people who are doing great things that are maybe non-traditional. You know, yeah. maybe they are. You know, there's a, a person that I spoke to that does a violin podcast up in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, you know, interviews people up in the Northeast area. So he's going to be my first um, up and coming rising star. So I want kids to see that, you know, it doesn't always look like you become an orchestra teacher, or you go into an orchestra, mm-hmm. you know, it could very well turn into something really cool that isn't, um, it's out of the box. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So, you know, and I I love doing that. I love, you know, I'm, I'm loving just the possibilities, you know, of really finding different ways to inspire kids Mm -hmm. um, to do what they're doing. It's not just, you know, they just play their instrument and learn Mary had a little lamb and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is so cool. Um, I know it's early and that's probably why there are a lot of concurrent (laughs) listeners live right now. Um, But uh, this will definitely be something uh, if people would like to contact you, they can reach you um, at your email address is Jennifer at buckheadstrings.com. That's buckheadstrings.com. And uh, your website uh, for the box is uh, kidstringsbox.com. Um, they can definitely reach you there if you have questions about it or um, anything else, in, in, like I said, in related to maybe the entrepreneurial side of uh, building a studio or taking an idea and running with it. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure that it's it's always cool to network and get to meet people. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about who you know. Um, I mean, Charles, you and I met, what, four, four years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, having this opportunity has has been wonderful for me. So thank you again. Oh, you you are welcome. And like I said, <laughs> I I thought it would be cool for our listeners to hear, you know, uh, from a private teacher from the non traditional orchestra track, and then obviously uh, the the new idea that you have and the and the product is really cool and uh, you know inspirational. I think for uh, you know a lot of teachers just to be able to to, to share that with their kids and. And, uh, you know, the parents and, um, you know, our goal obviously is to keep them going. And, um, sometimes it takes the, uh, you know, extrinsic rewards, that, you know, like this and that kind of thing to motivate them to keep them going and make them feel special because, and, it, and it's a rough time too, but even during non-rough times, I think this is just an awesome idea. And, uh, Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. And it's really funny because I've, I've been on going about almost six months now and I have almost zero churn. Meaning uh, somebody subscribes for one month and they're hooked. They keep going. 
And I get, I just got an email this morning from one of my new subscribers and said, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. And it just warms my heart from the parents' perspective. You know, they get to enjoy that as well. They see, they see what that brings to their child and they start to understand what this is all about. That's amazing. Yeah, that is, uh, that is really cool uh, that, you know, for you to be able to, to, to hear that from them, but also know that, you know, you're making a difference in kind of in a different way that maybe a teacher would make a difference, but uh, supplementing that and, and rolling with it. It's really cool. Yeah. And that is one thing that I wanted to bring up is, you know, the, I think there's a temptation to think that this is a replacement for oh, something, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, it is, I want this to be a win-win for teachers, mm-hmm. whether you're a private teacher, you're a classroom orchestra teacher, you're a director, mm-hmm. um, or a parent that you just want to support your child and you want to support your students. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be in addition to what you're already doing. Yeah. And hopefully they bring the t-shirt in and or they show other students or maybe they're walking around the school with this t-shirt and it says, <laughs> hey, that's a cool t-shirt. And they're very proud to say, yes, I play violin and this is awesome. Right. That's what we want. You know, we want to, we want a movement. <laughs> Absolutely. No. I, and I tell my kids, I said, you know, I said, you know, if you carry your instrument around with you between classes, you're going to be the coolest kid that walks around <laughs> and they roll their eyes a little bit. But, you know, it's like, I, I think we need to instill this sense of pride in what we do and. You know, I mean, the, the, the football players or whoever, you know, they're wearing their, their uniforms around and whatnot. And so it's important for us to, to do the same thing. I mean, it's, uh, I just think people don't understand all the time, you know, what no, we do. They and, don't, especially as yeah. a violist to have, you know, you <laughs> open up a box and there's a sticker in there that's talking about me, you know, hey, you're a cool violist. Yeah. You know, when you're, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, think about, you know, that time, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't really figured out what it is that you really want to do yet, what you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And you've got a community of people and kids out there that are doing the same thing that are you, that you are, and then it's cool and then it's fun. Yeah. So, you know, that just, it just, I, I, it just makes me so happy. Like I said, I, I, I could probably just do this for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's fantastic. Uh, congrats on the on the the new endeavor. Uh, it sounds like it's going really well. And um, again, uh, if orchestra uh, folks listening uh, are interested, you can go on the website, put in the uh, promo code orchestra, and get fifteen dollars off your first order. Um, I think it's a a great opportunity to try, try it out, get started. And um, mm-hmm. and and we have one more thing. Uh, well, I just wanted to say I am very, very interested and uh, excited about working and collaborating with anybody out there who may have an idea to work with this box, either with your classroom, mm-hmm. if you're a private teacher. Uh, I do have an affiliate program, okay. um, but there I've I've learned so many things in the subscription box industry that other owners are doing that has really helped in the communities, whether that be their pro, you know, uh, their schools, uh, just the you know, with boosters and whatnot, that um, there's some really cool things that are that are going on out there. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you've got ideas for ways to work together, I am all ears. Please hit me up, send me an email. Would love to chat if you're interested in trying out the box or just checking it out. I'm happy to look at doing that too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's, a, I mean, it could be a great opportunity for even for a program to fundraise and say, you know, a portion of this goes, you know, 
Absolutely. Because I know we have to, as teachers, we have to, and especially in public school teachers and group teachers, we know we're under a code of ethics. We have to make sure that we're not promoting products for our own personal gain to our students at school. That's why, you know, we don't teach our own students lessons and things like that or uh, whatever it might be. So we have to, we do have to be careful with that. But at the same time, if it's going back into the program, back into the nonprofit, uh, the school, you know, or whatever program, boosters, whatever, it's a different story, you know, and you're working, uh, working for that. Cause I've had parents offer, you know, things and whatever. And I was like, no, I can't take that. But you know, if you want to make a donation to the school, that's totally cool, you know, and, uh, then it goes back into and you and you reap the rewards as a teacher anyways, from, from that uh, financial part of it going back into your program. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want anybody breaking any rules. <laughs> I, I come from nonprofit as well. So, you know, I, I, I would rather do something because I'm passionate about it. And, and you know, if, if it makes sense and it's a win-win at the end of the day, it's for the benefit of the kids. Absolutely. So. Well, uh, I, I guess that'll that'll wrap it up. But Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, again, looking forward to uh, checking out the box. Uh, everybody, kidstringsbox.com. Thank you again, Jennifer, for being on the program. Thank you, Charles. I really I've had a blast. Thank you. Well, thank uh, We are going to sign off for our second live episode of the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. See you next time. Thank you for listening. To find resources and more information, visit our website at www.orchestrateacher.net.